Hello folks and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 160. We're going to start off with 2 Kings chapters 3 to 4. In the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Jehoram the son of Ahab became king over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned 12 years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, though not like his father and mother, for he put away the pillar of Baal which his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung, he clung to the sin of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He did not depart from it. Now Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder, and he had to deliver annually to the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and the wool of a hundred thousand rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So king Jehoram marched out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel, and he went and sent word to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to battle against Moab? And he said, I will go. I am as you are. My people are your people. My horses are your horses. Then he said, By which way shall we march? Jehoram answered, By the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And when they had made a circuitous march of seven days, there was no water for the army or for the beasts which followed them. Then the king of Israel said, Alas, the Lord has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. And Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord here, through whom we may inquire of the Lord? Then one of the king of Israel's servants answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water in the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, it is the Lord who has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, whom I serve, were it not that I have regard for Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, I would neither look at you nor see you. But now bring me a minstrel. And when the minstrel played, the power of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord, I will make this dry stream bed full of pools. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind or rain, but that stream bed shall be filled with water, so that you shall drink, you, your cattle, and your beasts. This is a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will give the Moabites into your hand, and you shall conquer every fortified city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop up all springs of water, and ruin every good piece of land with stones. The next morning, about the time of offering the sacrifice, behold, water came from the direction of Edom, till the country was filled with water. When all the Moabites heard that the kings had come out to fight against them, all who were able to put on armor, from the youngest to the oldest, were called out, and were drawn up at the frontier. And when they rose early in the morning, and the sun shone upon the water, the Moabites saw the water opposite them as red as blood. And they said, This is blood! The kings have surely fought together and slain one another. Now then, Moab, to the spoil! But when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose and attacked the Moabites till they fled before them, and they went forward, slaughtering the Moabites as they went. And they overthrew the cities, and on every good piece of land every man threw a stone until it was covered. They stopped every spring of water and filled all the good trees, till only its stones were left in Kir Haraseth, and the slingers surrounded it and conquered it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was going against him, he took with him seven hundred swordsmen to break through, opposite the king of Edom. But they could not. Then he took his eldest son, who was to reign in his stead, and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there came great wrath upon Israel, and they withdrew from him and returned to their own land. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? 
Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels of all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door upon yourself and your sons, and pour into all these vessels, and when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door upon herself and her sons, and she poured. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God and said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. One day Elisha went to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small roof chamber with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us he can go in there. One day he came there and turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he called her, she stood before him. And he said to her, and he said to him, Say now to her, See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway, and he said, At this season, when the time is come, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. And when the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head! The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat in her lap till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the asses, that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither moon nor Sabbath, she said. It will be. It will be well. Then she saddled the ass, and she said to her servant, Urge the beast on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, yonder is the Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to thrust her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Gird up your loins, and take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not salute him, and if anyone salutes you, do not reply, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was no, so no sound or sign of life. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him, The child is not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door upon the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay upon the child, putting his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again, walked once to and fro in the house, and went out, and stretched himself upon it. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. And he called her, and she came to him and said, 
and he said, Take up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she took up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, where there was a famine in the land. And as the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his servant, Set on the great, sit on the, set on the great pot, and boil pottage for the sons of the prophets. One of them went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered from it, from, from it his lap full of wild gourds, and came and cut them up into the pot of pottage, not knowing what they were. And they poured out for the men to eat. But while they were eating the pottage, they cried out, O oh, man of God, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. He said, Then bring meal. And he threw it into the pot, and said, Pour out for the men that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. A man came from Baal Shalisha, bringing the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And Elisha said, Give to the man that they may eat. But his servant said, How am I to set this before a hundred men? So he replied, Give them to the men that they may eat, for thus says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left, according to the word of the Lord. Our next reading is Proverbs 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who is without sense, she said, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave simpleness and life and walk in the way, and live and walk in the way of insight. He who corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still be, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. A foolish woman is noisy. She is wanton and knows no shame. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the high places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who is without sense, she says, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Our final reading is John chapter 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God may be made manifest in him. He must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day. Night comes when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and anointed the man's eyes with the clay, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Shiloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to Shiloam and wash. So I went and washed, and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight, and he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, 
This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was a division among them. So they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight, and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind, and said to him, Give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know, one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you too want to become his disciples? They reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is a marvel. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opens my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone who is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and will you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who may see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this, and they said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains.